Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We glorify you. We magnify you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hold you now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you, Lord God. We lift up your name. We say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. We lift up your name now and say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glory, glory, glory. Oh, oh, oh. My God, God loves you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you, Father God, for how amazing and how awesome you are. Thank you for being a good, good father. Thank you for being a loving father. Thank you for being a gracious father. Thank you for being a merciful father. Thank you for being the keeper of our peace. Thank you for being the lifter of our heads. Thank you for being the great I am. Thank you for being our all in all. Thank you for being omniscient and omnipotent, Lord God, the God that sees all and knows all, the God that can be everywhere at one time. Thank you, Lord God, for redeeming us, for restoring us, Lord God, for anchoring us, Lord God, in truth, Lord God. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that brings us all truth, that teaches us, Lord God. Thank you, Waymaker. Thank you, Peace of Peace. Thank you, King of Kings. Thank you, King of Glory. Thank you, Great I Am. Thank you, Lion of Judah my God. And thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your submission. Thank you for your submission at your, at the cross. Thank you for redemption at the cross. Thank you, Father God, for being blood bought and blood washed. I thank you for anchoring us in your word and anchoring us in truth. Thank you for the glory. Thank you, King of glory. Thank you, King of glory. The Lord that is strong and mighty, mighty in battle, Lord God. I thank you. I bless you. I praise you. I magnify you. I glorify you. I lift you up, Father God. I lift you up. I lift you up. I lift you up. I lift you up. I extol you, Lord God. I extol you, Lord God. You are such a good, good father. You are such a good, good father. Thank you for grace and thank you for mercy. Thank you for brand new mercies today, Lord God. We thank you and receive your mercy. We ask you for your mercy. We thank you for daily bread. We thank you for daily Father God, our daily portion, Lord God. Father, we just ask that you forgive us for any sin that we've committed against you or anyone else, Lord God. Strike it out, remove it. 
Father God, redeem us, redeem the time, Lord God. I thank you for relocations this morning, Lord God, for opening up doors for those that need to relocate and desire to relocate, and you're calling them to relocate, Lord God, that you're opening up doors, that you're giving them the provision, that you're giving them the faith, that they are not fearful, Lord God, that you are increasing their faith. I thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. Let us be anchored in your truth today, Lord God. My God, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for keeping us from danger seen and unseen. Thank you for your holy power, Lord God. I thank you for your holy power, Lord God. Thank you. Saturate us in your presence this morning, Lord God. Fill us up, Holy Spirit. Fill our cup. Give us the wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and discernment we need for this day, Lord God. For great is your peace and undisturbed composure, Lord God. Let us rest in it. Let us rest in your truth. Let us rest in your word. Let us be anchored in you, Lord God. Thank you. You are a sovereign, just, and fair God. Thank you for justice. Thank you for grace. We lift up our nation right now, Lord God, as we come into Super Tuesday, Lord God, that when we vote, Lord God, we vote according to your perfect plan for our life. Let us not make emotional decisions, but let us make sound spiritual decisions. We cover this nation in the blood of Jesus. We cover the White House, our city official, officials, our government officials, Father God, and we bind, Father God, the just this, this, this satanic attack against our government. We bind it back to the pits of hell from which it came, Lord God. And we thank you, Father God, right now we lose sound mind and sound and judgment, Lord God, and the spirit of Christ Jesus rising up in our government right now. We cover our president in the blood of Jesus that he will not be given over to a reprobate mind. We thank you for changes coming, Lord God, and your justice will prevail and your truth will prevail in every city, state, nation, and world. We thank you for godly leadership, my God, that will submit to the cross. We thank you for restoring our family relationships. We thank you for restoring our work relationships. We thank you for grace, mercy, peace, love, and truth, Lord God, and that we are very exacting in you, Lord God, that we are anxious for absolutely nothing, everything in prayer and supplication, making our requests known, and with thanksgiving, Lord God, trusting you, knowing that you will flood us with peace, my God. Thank you. We are very exacting in the word. Holy Spirit, go do what only you can do. Father God, get the glory out of every area of our life in Jesus name. Amen. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. Lord, you are strong and mighty. Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord God. I trust you, Lord God. I trust you. I thank you, Father God, that I anchored. We are anchored in your truth and anchored in your word and anchored in you, Lord God, and nothing else, Lord God, that we will trust you with every relationship, that we will trust you in every circumstance, in every situation. Father God, that you become the center of our life, that you become, restore our joy today, Lord God, restore our peace and give us comfort, Lord God, like never before, being anxious for nothing. Let me read, um, this, this Isaiah, and it's a little bit long, but I'm going to re read it anyway. And then we're going to get in the word today. This is Isaiah 51. And in this Isaiah, and you, you've got to get used to reading the old Testament as well. This Isaiah is a call to trust the Lord. So it says, listen to me, all who hope for deliverance, all who seek the Lord, 
Consider the rock from which you were cut, the quarry from which you were minded. Yes, think about Abraham, your ancestor, and Sarah who gave birth to your nation. Abraham was only one man when I called him. But when I blessed him, he became a great nation. The Lord will comfort Israel again and have pity on her ruins. Her desert will blossom like Eden, her barren wilderness like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found here, there. Songs of thanksgiving will fill the air. Listen to me, my people. Hear me, Israel, for my law will be proclaimed and my justice will become a light to the nations. My mercy and justice are coming soon. My salvation is on the way. My strong arm will bring justice to the nations. All distant lands will look to me and wait in hope for my powerful arm. Look up to the skies above and gaze down on the earth below. For the skies will disappear like smoke and the earth will wear out like a piece of clothing. The people of the earth will die like flies, but my salvation lasts forever. My righteous rule will never end. Listen to me, you who know right from wrong, who cherish my law in your hearts. Do not be afraid of people's scorn, nor fear their insults. For the moth will devour them as it devours clothing. The worm will eat them as it eats wool. But my righteous will last forever. My salvation will continue from generation to generation. Wake up, wake up, O Lord. Clothe yourself with strength. Flex your mighty arms. Rouse yourself in the days of the old. When you slew Egypt, the dragon of the Nile. Are you not the same today, the one who dried up the sea? Make a path of escape through the depths so that your people can cross over. Those who have been ransomed by the Lord will return. They will enter Jerusalem singing, crowned with everlasting joy. Sorrow and mourning will disappear, and they will be filled with joy and gladness. I, yes, I am the one who comforts you. So why are you afraid of mere humans who wither like the grass and disappear? Yet you have forgotten the Lord, your creator, the one who stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundation of the earth. Will you remain in constant dread of human oppressors? Will you continue to fear the anger of your enemies? Where is their fury and anger? Now it is gone. Soon all your captives will be released. Imprisonment, starvation, and death will not be your fate. For I am the Lord your God who stirs up this sea, causing its waves to roar. My name is the Lord of heaven's armies, and I have put my words in your mouth and hidden you safely in my hand. I stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundation of the earth. I am the one who says to Israel, you are my people. Wake up, wake up, O Jerusalem. You have drunk the cup of the Lord's fury. You have drunk the cup of terror, tipping out its last drops. Not one of your children is left alive to take your hand and guide you. These two calamities have fallen on you, desolation and destruction, famine and war. And who is left to sympathize with you? Who is left to comfort you? For your children have fainted and lie in the streets, helpless as antelopes caught in a net. The Lord has poured out his fury. God has rebuked them. But now listen to this, you afflicted ones who sit in drunken stupor, though not from drinking wine. This is what the Lord God, your God and defender says. See, I've taken this terrible cup from your hands. You will drink no more of my fury. Instead, I will hand that cup to your tormentor. Those who said we will trample you in the dust and walk on your back. I love how God shows he'll change his mind. I love how God will fulfill his promise. I love how God says, I need you to trust me more than you trust people. I need you to trust in who I am. I need you to trust in my word 
more than you trust in people. And as we have been seeing God and we've been studying and we, we are, we've actually been given a call of action, right? We've been given a call of action. God is saying, here's a call of action for your life. I'm asking you to take comfort in my word. I'm asking you to trust me more than you trust people. I'm asking you not to be worried about people when you make these transitions and when you make these change changes, because fun, sometimes we can find ourselves so worried about what will people think when we change? What will people think when I make the decision to really sell out for God? And in this Isaiah, he's saying your ways brought all of this trouble, like your ways, um, led to death, your ways led to all kinds of other circumstances and situations. And so I'm trying to offer you a better way. Will you choose the better way? Will you choose my word? Will you choose to renew your mind in my word? Will you make a decision that my ways are not your ways, right? Right. And will you make the decision that it's better to trust me than it's better to trust people, right? Like it's better to trust me than it's better to trust people. And it's so hard. It's not as easy um, as people make it sound. I don't want to make it sound like it's easy because Romans 12, 2 says we're renewing our mind. We're making a decision that we're not going to conform to this world. And when we make a decision to not conform to this world, it's not always easy. It's not always blanket because most of us have been in a certain path. We've been in a certain direction. We've handled our, our relationships a certain way. And because we've operated in our relationships and what we thought was norm, renewing our mind becomes painful actually, because we come to the revelation that we have not been operating in our relationships. According to the word of God, we've been operating in our relationships according to our own systems, according to culture. And so God has called us to a reset and said, if you want to live a spirit filled life and you want to see the glory of me in absolutely every relationship that you are connected to, then you're going to have to learn my precepts. You're going to have to learn what a spirit filled life is. You're going to have to be um, filled with the Holy Spirit. You can't continue to live in these relationships the way that you've lived in these relationships because you've been bringing death to these relationships. Like what you've been doing has been bringing death. I want to read Psalms 51 and then I'm going to share a little bit of the word and then we're going to get out of here. It says, have mercy on me. I love Psalms 51 because David is so bold in asking God to have mercy on him, right? Don't give me your judgment. Teach me your ways and then I'll transform and I'll teach others your ways, right? And in relationship with our children, we know that's, that's super important. So it says, have mercy on me, God, because of your unfailing love, because of your great compassion, but out the stain of my sins, Wash me clean from guilt, purify me from my sin, for I recognize my rebellion. It haunts me day and night against you and you alone have I sinned. I've done what is evil in your sight. You will be proved in right, right in what you say. And your judgment against me is just for I was born a sinner. Yes, from the moment my mother conceived me, but you desire honesty from the womb, teaching me wisdom even there. Purify me from my sins and I will be cleansed. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Give me back my joy again. You've broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. 
Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from my presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. Then I will teach your ways to rebels and they will return to you. Forgive me for shedding blood, O God, who saves. Then I will joyfully sing of your forgiveness. Unseal my lips, O Lord, that my mouth may praise you. You do not desire a sacrifice or I would offer one. You do not want a burnt offering. The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Look with favor on Zion. Look with favor on Lakeisha. Look with favor on Angela. Look with favor on Shonda. Look with favor on Xavier. Look with favor on Victoria. Look with favor on Nisi. Look with favor on Tammy. Look with favor on Vanessa and rebuild the walls of her life or of Jerusalem, then you will be pleased with sacrifices offered in the right spirit with burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will again be sacrificed at your altar, right? So anytime we are in Christ Jesus, we are a new creation and Christ will begin to put the right spirit in you, especially if you ask him, Lord, I need you to put the right spirit in me. I need the right spirit in me. I need to operate in according to your word, to your laws, to your spirit, to your precepts. I've been operating in relationships that have not been according to your standard, right? And as we begin to study Ephesians 5, we saw the difference in us walking in what we thought was light. And we know one of the biggest scriptures in Ephesians 5 says, awake you sleeper, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. You've been dead in some places. You've been dead in your relationships. You've been dead in how you've um, operated in relationship with your children. We've, you've been dead in your relationships where marriages, you've been dead in friendships. And today we're going to talk about your work relationships, right? And this scripture is always touchy because it talks about slavery, but in all actuality and reality, we can take this and place this in perception perspective where work is concerned, right? We've learned how we should manage our family relationships and we're learning how, and to be honest, you've got to renew your mind in the word. You're going to have to not just renew your mind in the word. You've got to act in the word of God and apply it to our life. When we act in the word of God and we apply it to our life, this is what's going to activate the supernatural life. This is what's going to restore. This is what's going to redeem. This is what's going to change the trajectory, the path of our relationships. This is how favor comes. It's not enough for me to acknowledge the word of God. I've got to begin to put in action what God is saying here to us. When he's saying to us, look, your relationships have not been in align with the word of God, your relationships, your relationships have not lined up. You have not been operating in your relationships in on a consistent, constant basis. You haven't letting me be Lord and savior. You're not walking in the fear of the Lord in your relationships. You're not operating in a broken and contrite spirit before me. When you reject my precepts, when you reject my scriptures, and we learned in Timothy last week that, that all scriptures 
All scriptures are God breathed and used for, for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and righteousness. When I don't take time to take what you give me in your word and apply it to the relationships, then I'm setting myself up for the enemy to come in. And then my relationships are not God breathed. My God, my relationships are not God breathed. I'm not walking in God breathed relationships, right? I'm not work. I'm not walking in relationships that honor God. I'm walking in relationships that honor myself or that please myself, or I'm walking in relationships that are not healthy and they have the opportunity to die because God, the word is not breathing life into these relationships and I'm not honoring the word in these relationships. I'm not really renewing my mind in my relationships because if I'm renewing my mind in my relationships, then I'm applying what the word says in the relationships so that God can get the glory out of the relationships and the relationships won't experience premature death. The relationships will grow healthy and I walk into the fullness of who and what God called me to be, say, and do. You have got to ask yourself in all that I'm doing, is God getting the glory out of this, right? In everywhere I go, is God getting the glory out of this? Is, am I carrying the glory? Absolutely. The Holy Spirit will, will reveal truth to us. But if we're not taking the Holy Spirit to be truth, if we're not allowing the anointing to cheat, teach us, then we're going to miss the restoration and the other things that we've been desiring to have happen in our relationships. So what I'm saying is when I'm reading the word, I'm submitting these relationships to Jesus. And I'm saying to God, you know, way better about relationships than I do. You know way more in how to handle my husband than I do. You know way more in how to raise my children than I do. You know way more in how I'm supposed to operate and act and work than I do. And I'm going to submit these relationships with you so that I can become a better parent, a better wife, a better husband, a better a better daughter, a better son, a better employee because you've got the directions and the wisdom. So when Paul was writing to us and Timothy was writing to us and Peter is writing to us and John is writing to us, they are saying, this is how you overcome, right? Your testimony is in the word, right? This is how you overcome, right? This is how you overcome. And if God is going to get the glory out of this, if God is going to get the glory out of our relationship, then Lord, you're going to have to show me what it looks like to, for you to get the glory out of the relationships. And I promise you what it looks like for him to get the glory is way different than what it looks like for us to get the glory. God's got to be able to breathe on the relationship and the way that God breathes on the relationship, right? is through the word of God. And so I've got to be trained up. I've got to renew my mind in this daily so that I'm able to walk into the fullness and so that I can see your favor come. Romans 12, two says, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. 
his good, pleasing and perfect will, his glory in relationships goes beyond um, a husband saying, oh, well, I provided for my household. No, you might have provided for your household, but are you the spiritual head of your household? Are you leading your household towards Christ? It goes beyond a mother just saying, well, I cooked and I cleaned and I was there. It's like, no, am I submitting to my husband the way God asked me to? It goes to the point of saying, am I not provoking my children unto wrath? And it goes from the place of the kid. Am I honoring and mothering, honoring my mother and father, regardless of whether or not um, I'm not. And this isn't, this isn't about, um, us ending relationships. This is about us making a decision to honor God in every relationship. I'm going to honor you in every relationship because you've asked me to honor you in every relationship. I'm going to carry the glory. I'm going to do my part regardless of whether or not. Can I tell you divorce would end this way? Divorce would end this way. We would have healthier relationships with our parents, with parents and kids. We would um, see stronger ties, right? Um, as far as workplace relationships would concern, like we would see a change in our relationships if we chose to make sure that God got the glory out of our relationship, that we were rearing our children in the admonition of the Lord. If we were being a spiritual example, are we being the example we need to be in our children? That's how you break generational curses. That's how you break generational soul ties. That's how you break things that have been happening generationally by making a decision. I'm getting ready to honor the word of God over my flesh, over my desires, over myself. And I'm going to allow the spirit of life, which is the word of God to operate in my life before I allow anything else to continue to go on so that my relationships can be, I feel this so strong in my spirit. My relationships can be renewed. My relationships can be restored. My relationships will honor me honor me. And they're going to honor because this is what the word tells me to do. This is what the word says. God, I'm going to honor you in every relationship, not justifying whether or not I should, but making a decision, Lord, I'm going to submit my life to you so that the breath of life can be on my relationships and I can carry the glory in those relationships in every relationships that is so powerful, right? Cause I'm making the decision to walk in the light and accept your word to be the infallible truth. And I'm going to submit to you and I'm going to lean not into my own understanding, but in all my ways, I'm going to acknowledge you Lord God. So you can begin to direct my path so that I can break these cycles that have been happening over and over again in my relationships. And the only reason that these cycles have been continuing is because I won't submit my relationships to you because I think that I know better in parenting. I think I know the better in marriage. I think I know better at work. And because I'm not submitting my relationships to you, then the relationships keep this broken cycle happening again and again, because I won't renew my mind in the word and I won't submit to this and I won't act in this. 
and there's resistance and the enemy is going to resist and our flesh is going to resist. But y'all know my thing. Small bites still equal a meal. Small bites still equal a meal. If my stronghold has been against my relationships, then guess what? I got to get up and renew my mind daily. I got to get up and fight this thing daily. I got to pull out my sword daily so that I can be renewed in your precepts because my mind is already telling me that this ain't true. My mind is not, my mind is telling me this isn't true, right? But my spirit is saying to me, this is the truth. And if you want to live in the perfect, pleasing will of God, then you've got to accept this with truth. First Corinthians 2.14 says the person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. They are discerned only through the spirit. So if I'm not getting what you're saying in my word, it's because I'm trying my mind, right? My mind is, is bombarded with thoughts. My mind is bombarded with the ways of this world. My mind is bombarded with the things that I have been doing all my life that I was thought was true and was wrong. And because my mind is bombarded, bombarded with this, the, the things that I need to get in my heart, which is where my deep seated belief system sits is it's difficult because my mind is trying to block it and tell me this isn't true. <laughs> and the word of God is like, this is true. This is how you honor your husband. This is how you honor your wife. This is the relationship that needs to occur between children and parents, right? This is what I'm saying to you about your money. This is what I'm saying to you. Um, about how you need to live. And so we've got to be sure that we understand and that we're not being resistant in this. And the next part of this relationship we're going to see is the employee employer relationship, which all of us, if we'll be honest, can I tell you something? I just need to give you this nugget. If you don't learn how to submit to someone else's, especially for those of you that are called into entrepreneurship, if you don't learn how to submit to someone else's, it will be very difficult for you to lead in your own. It will be very difficult. If you don't know how to honor another person, it's going to be real difficult for you to be able to lead in your own before the Lord allowed me to go into ministry on my own to lead my own ministry. And I still submit to someone else's, um, leadership. Um, I had to submit myself to someone else first. I taught for 13 years. I was, I had to submit to someone else first. I had to submit to someone else's ministry. I had to submit for almost 16 years to someone else's before God would release me fully into mine because he needed to know I would honor him. He needed to see my character. He needed to see how I would handle difficult situations. He needed to see what type of relationships I would build, how I would handle relationships. And I haven't been perfect in it, but because my heart is towards turns towards him, then he's been able to lead and guide me, right? Because I can, I, I, I can't do this on my own. The fear and reverence of the Lord submits at a place and says, God, I don't ever know more than you. God, I don't ever know more than you. I don't ever know more than you. You know way more than me. And so the difficulty we've been having in relationships is because we won't allow the word of God 
to be so exacting in our life and lead us in those relationships. And so we tweak the relationships. We tweak the relationships to fit us instead of adjusting the relationships to fit where God can get the glory out of his relationships. And so Ephesians 6, 5 and 8 talks about how employees walk in the light, working as servants of Jesus, right? We've learned, we've learned how we're to walk in the light in our relationships. And if this is your first time logging on or you haven't seen that, you can get the backup on YouTube. We've learned how to walk in friendships. We've been talking about how to walk in marriages. Last night, the boys and I talked to you about how to walk in covenant relationships. And we have so much we can say there as mother and son, right? And how we've had to let God be the center of our relationships. When I got off with them last night, I told Judah and Josiah, I said, man, I learned so much from you last night. And Judah said, you learned from me? And I said, yes, son, I learned from you. And he said, what? I taught LMJ something. It was the cutest thing ever. And I said, you did. You taught LMJ something. You taught your mommy that I need to be more sensitive to your pain. You taught your mommy that when you're crying or frustrated or upset, that I need to be more in tune and not cast away your feelings, right? And then Josiah, I said, Josiah, I learned from you as well. I learned that you're already battling insecurity. And since you're already battling insecurity, then I need to create um, this security, this security, right? You, this security, I need to create this security in you. I need to create this security in you right now. I need to create the security and the environment that I'm in. Right. And so that was big for me. And so God is saying to us in the, in the word of God, you got to understand now how I even want you to operate in relationship and to, as into employer and employee. Right. So it says here, it says bond services, Ephesians six, five and eight, be obedient. I'm gonna stop. We'll get in that tomorrow. I hear you. I hear you. I'm going to read it and then we'll get into it. It says, bond servants, be obedient to those who are your masters, according to the flesh with fear and trembling and sincerity of heart as to Christ, not with eye service as mean pleasers, men pleasers, but as bond servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart with goodwill doing service as unto the Lord and not unto men, knowing what whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same for the Lord, whether he is slave or free. So we're going to talk about the relationship, the employer and employee relationship tomorrow. But I want you to understand what the Holy Spirit has been saying to us. Xavier, it doesn't matter whether or not someone's heart is black or hardened. My responsibility as a teacher in the kingdom, as a preacher, as an evangelist, as a prophet is to plant the seed and God is going to water it. The Holy Spirit is going to give the increase. I don't care who hearts is black. I'm coming for the one like I'm coming for the one. And that's got to be the mentality of us all. It's not too late to change our families. It's not too late to change our friendships. It's not too late to change Whoever it is, it, it's never too late for it to change. That's why Jesus died for us. He died on the cross so that we could change and so that we could experience the change. Someone's heart is never too black. 
Someone's life is, is, is never too late. I don't believe in never too late. I don't believe in giving up unless the Lord tells me to give up. I don't care what the circumstance I look like. I have the appeal. I have the, I have the ability to pray and my prayers will hit targets and my prayers will transform my children, my marriage, my relationships, my friends, my work. I believe that my prayers will change. It doesn't matter how black someone's heart is. It doesn't matter the position of someone's heart. It doesn't matter if someone's heart is hardened. I know as long as my prayers and my faces to the Lord and my prayers line up with the word of God, that a situation will change, that a circumstance will change. That's one of the reasons I pray for you guys and say that the eyes of your understanding and the hope of calling who you call to be in Christ Jesus, that you get revelation with your word in the word of who you are in Christ Jesus, that your hearts are open, soft, and tender, that any place your heart is stony, that you will have a heart of flesh and the word of God will be planted so far in deep inside of you that it will become active, that it will become alive, that the Holy Spirit will work in you and give the increase. And if I never learn it again, as long as I plant the seed, the, that there'll be increase that'll come. Like I'm just saying that God is going to water it and the Holy Spirit is going to increase it. And you are going to be different at some point in your life. I'm just, I'm just a farmer. I'm just going to keep planting. I'm just a farmer. I'm going to keep planting. I'm not going to give up until God says it's time for you to go, come home. You're going to, you got, it's time for you to come home. Just keep planting. Just keep planting in your households. Just keep planting the word of God for yourself. Don't give up on yourself. Just keep planting. Keep planting the word of God. Keep planting it. Keep planting, not planting yourself because yourself is going to reap seeds of death. Yourself is going to reap seeds like you keep planting so that you can reap the seeds that come with planting, which is the word of God. It's piercing, it's sharp, it's active, and it'll change any situation. I don't believe in giving up. I, I don't, I just, I can't, I won't, I refuse to, I'm relentless. I know that the word of God works no matter what. That's why it's important for you to pray the word of God and not, you ain't got to pray nothing else. You just got to pray the word of God, right? Yeah. If I sow to the spirit, I'm going to reap to the spirit. If I sow to the flesh, I'm going to reap to the flesh. So keep planting, keep planting these words. And I know this word has been a lot for a lot of y'all, right? I know it has been because it's been foundation shaking. A lot of the things that you thought were truth, the word has been saying what you've been living is not the truth, right? And this is disheartening and this can be overwhelming and this can be consuming. And then you'll start thinking, am I ever going to be able to live up to God's standard? Well, it's not, it, it, God has a standard, but it's more so about, am I going to fall in love in this relationship with Christ? And when I fall in love with the relationship with Christ, then the standard becomes much easier because I'm understanding it's not about me doing, it's about me growing in the relationship. My relationship with God is not performance-based. It's about me becoming more familiar with him. And the more I become familiar with him and his word, and uh, the more I understand how much he loves me and the more I understand how much he's for me, then the more, the more I'll begin 
to understand um, who he is to me and who I am to him. And then my desire to live for God in a holy way, my desire to live for God in the best way possible transforms from being acts and performance based to the point of God, I have the fear of the Lord in me and I don't want to disappoint you and I don't want to not operate. I know your way is life and I don't want to do anything but live the life. Jesus came so that we can have life and have it more abundantly and I don't want to live the, the less than abundant life and so I'm going to stand still and stay steadfast and let your word keep, just keep planting. Keep renewing your mind. Every time you take in a word of God, you're planting a seed gets planted. And as long as remember, we talked about the parable of the soils. As long as you don't allow that seed to get choked out, the Holy Spirit will have the increase, right? It's the Holy, the Holy Spirit will give the increase. And we want to fulfill our purpose and be glory carriers on this earth and be glory carriers in our business and be glory carrier in our ministry. And it comes with submitting to Christ, <laughs> submitting to God's way of living and transforming our minds and renewing our minds in the word so that we can live a life that's good, pleasing and acceptable to who God is and who Christ Jesus is. I hope that makes sense. So keep planting. Keep planting into your relationships. We're going to learn the relationship between the employer and employee tomorrow and how important that is so that we can stop disconnecting from places too early and we can learn how to honor God at work and that it doesn't look crazy and that we can be light in work, right? Be light in work, learning to follow out, follow, follow through. So let's keep planting. Let's keep planting into ourselves. For my ladies, tomorrow night is Bible study. This is a healing season for you. If you are yet not healed, right? You got to make sure you're staying under the anointing. Make sure you're staying in the word. Make sure you're, you're in the place where God is so that God can continue to heal you so that you can continue to grow so that you can be full of purpose. That's what this season is for many of you. So don't disconnect from it. You need to tell girl, I need you at Bible study tomorrow night, girl. I need you in position. I need you in place. Stay connected to the place of grace that God has called for you so that you can grow like never before, right? So you can grow like never before. Just keep planting, keep sowing into your relationships. Keep sowing. In. Some of y'all got to eat more often. You're not eating often, often enough. And so your spiritual metabolism is slow. Oh, that was a word. Oh, that was a word. That was a word. Some of you are not eating often enough. Come on, Holy Spirit. Right. And so your spiritual metabolism is slow. You're not eating the word enough. You're not eating often enough. And so your spiritual metabolism is slow. And so the word is not activated in your life at the capacity that it needs to be activated because you're not eating enough enough. You need to eat more. You need to eat more. If you want to overcome, you need to eat more. If you want to grow spiritually, you need to eat more. If you want to see the hand of God moving and not eating eating what you think is necessary, but eating the word of God more frequently and more often. I have very high metabolism. Like I have very high metabolism in the physical. Well, I constantly eat and I eat the right things, not the wrong things. And so my metabolism is high. 
And the reason my metabolism is high is because I'm constantly eating. So spiritually, my metabolism will be higher if I eat the right things, right? Because what it does is it's going to burn the fat away. Y'all better receive this. It's going to burn the fat away. It's going to burn away the things that are not from God. It's going to create the energy I need. It's going to create the wisdom I need. It's going to create the knowledge I need. It's going to create absolutely everything I need because I'm eating frequently and I'm digesting what I need to need to eat so that I can walk into the fullness of what I need. So the problem is, it's not that you're not eating, it's that you're not eating frequently enough and it's not, you're not burning, your metabolism is not burning the way that it's supposed to because you're eating and then you've got to eat the right things. You can't just eat anything. You got to eat what God called you to eat in the season. That was a word right there. That was a word right there. Like that was a word. That was a word right there. Father, we thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. I could teach y'all all day. I could sit here all day and teach you guys. I promise I could. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people. I thank you for such an empowering word today. I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for reminding us in our word that we need to trust you before we trust ourselves, before we trust our man. Father God, I thank you right now that our hearts, minds, spirit, soul is on Jesus, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, that your truth becomes our only truth, that your truth becomes the standard of living. I thank you for the Holy Spirit active and alive in us, Lord God. I thank you. You are restoring our broken relationships, that you are redeeming the time and that you are going to get the glory out of each and every relationship we are in. I thank you, Father God, for all you are in our lives. And I thank you for Jesus. I keep hearing this in my spirit. Do not be afraid of some of you are so afraid that if you make these transitions and changes that you're going to be isolated. People are not going to look at you the same. People are going to talk about you and say, why is she trying to change now? You're afraid of people from your past. That's it. Thank you. Holy spirit. You're afraid of people from your past calling you out or singling you out. Don't you worry about that. Don't you, don't you worry. Don't you worry. Don't you worry about that. Like, don't you spend no time worrying about people. That's why God gave you Isaiah 51 saying, don't you worry about them. I'm going to deal with them. You keep living right. You keep pressing into the presence of God. You keep renewing your mind in the word. I don't, can't nobody call you out and call you nothing and label you. You are redeemed. You have been blood bought. You are washed in the blood. Don't be afraid to make these transitions. Don't be afraid to sell out to God, worrying and wondering whether or not people, we ain't worried about people. You can't be worried about people in this season. God is saying, I got you. I will avenge you. Yep. You will not be alone. I will protect you. I got you in this. Just make the decision that this word, thank you for that burden that makes you the decision that this word is going to be foremost and I'm going to sell out to Christ. Right. And I, I promise you that I'm praying for your boldness. I declare boldness over you bold as a lion so that you can walk this out in your relationships. Don't even be afraid of people saying to you, 
Well, um, what, what you changing now for now you want to change. Now you want to live like Christ. Now you want to do the right things. I don't care if it comes from your spouse. Some of your spouses will say that to you. Well, what's this now? What's this? You living like Jesus now? It don't matter. It don't matter. Your sellout is to Jesus Christ. Your sellout is to God. So go on and sell out. God said to you this morning, I got you and the Holy Spirit will be with you so that you can walk into you. You, you can walk into the fullness of what he's trying to liberate you. He's trying to redeem you. He's trying to restore the time and he's trying to position you so that you can go back. I feel you, Lord. You can go back and get others. Well, the only way you're going to be able to do this is that you come out, that you, that you come out, that you come out so that he can go in. That's it. That's it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I will not resist the Holy Spirit that you come out so that he can go in. Well, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, can I give you that opportunity today. The first place and the first thing that's going to happen in change is that you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, that you make a decision to make him Lord. Father, I will honor you. I'm making a decision. I've been a sinner and I need you to save me. And then you ask him, invite Jesus in. Jesus, I want to make you Lord and Savior over my life. And then ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I receive you. And then let's get baptized and let me disciple you, right? I want to be the person that disciples you. I want to lead you closer to a relationship with Christ. I was a hot mess. I was a messed up teenager. I was messed up as an adult. I was, I was promiscuous. I was all over the place. I want to continue to disciple you and lead you in a closer relationship with Christ. Let me extend one more thing to you. Won't you consider being a partner with this ministry? We got, we got work to do. And because of the partnerships we have now and your partnership, we're able to transfer lives. We're able to get the gospel of Jesus Christ in other city, states, nations, and countries. We're able to feed the hung, hungry. We're able to lay hands on the sick. So I need you to consider partnering with this ministry so that we can continue to go. We get, we just launched a building fund. We need a building y'all. We need a building. 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 Another homeless man that we've serviced before just died. Um, we need a building. We need a building so that we're able to serve at the capacity. So please consider being a monthly partner with us. I love y'all. I love you so, I love you so much. It's so much to this ministry. We need a building to restore families. We got tutoring we got so much God has designed. So we need a building. I love y'all so, so much, but more than anything, God loves you and God will honor you. Just make a decision to honor God. I'll see you back here in the morning at 5 a.m. I'll be here at 5 a.m. in the morning. Um, go subscribe to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Invite someone else in, share the devotional put it absolutely everywhere. Share it. Watch the video yesterday on family. Go see the sip from yesterday on being patient. Share and put the word, word absolutely everywhere. That's an amazing way you can honor God and to plant a seed into someone else. I love you. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let someone else experience the love of God in you. Love, peace, peace, and blessings. I honor the God in you. May God bless you. May the blessing of the Lord, may his face be upon you today. And you see and experience God in every way and not like never before in Jesus name. Amen. I love you. I honor you. I honor the God in you this morning. I promise you I do. I honor the God in you. And Thank you for tuning into our podcast. 
If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.